This is Tim Tap, host of Tap Into the Truth that you can hear every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, Liberty Talk FM, ZMA Radio, and the Vera Networks. Command codes verified. is in a crucial stage It's not because of foreign wars we wage It's more to do with the colors blue and red Too many laws and too much government Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread So many people try to cross the border and politicians build a new world order Welcome to that podcast, and to the truth. Glad to have you with me. As always, I'm your episode and mostly host and tab. Coming to you live from historic Rome County, Tennessee. And wow, it's going to be a great night tonight. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. We are skipping to be joined by Mr. Brandon. Uh, we'll be talking about how Iranians have infiltrated the Biden administration. We're also scheduled a little later to be joined by Tim Rivers. Uh, he has recently published the American Gulag Chronicles. We'll be discussing that in great detail. And then in the second hour, we are scheduled to be joined by the purveyor of the Edwards Notebook, the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience. Ladies and gentlemen, a friend of the show, Ron Edwards, should be joining us. In the meanwhile, we have some things to discuss before we get started. I do need to talk to you just a little bit about our new friends over at 
the Harvard Gold Group. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. I know. I know that these times financially are concerning. Right now, it looks like another financial crisis is on the horizon. Banks are failing uh, from earlier this year. They just might be the canary in the coal mine. The U.S. credit being downgraded in July, that's of concern as well. And more recently, several banks each week added to the downgraded list for risk of failure. Now, this tells the real story of how fragile our economy is. It tells the real story of how Bidenomics is interfering with your ability to save and to have a little bit of personal wealth, no matter how many hard-earned dollars you've managed to squirrel away. Most people are concerned about suffering losses, like back in 2008, and that's exactly why people hedge and protect their personal wealth with physical gold and silver. When I buy, I buy from Harvard Gold Group. I just recently received an order of physical gold and silver from them, and the service was phenomenal. They're the only gold company that I really trust at this point. There's no question about it. They're America's premier conservative gold company. They are BBB approved and carry five-star ratings across the board in every category that the Better Business Bureau has. Harvard Gold Group makes it easy to buy and easy to sell, and you're always going to get the lowest price guarantee. So give them a call and ask about how to put physical gold in your retirement account or how to get it delivered to your door. Folks, go ahead and give them a call. It's free. It's easy to understand. They have this precious metal guide for retirement. You can give them that call at 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653 if you need it. <laughs> the numbers. Or you can give them a visit at harvardgoldgroup.com. Uh, whether you do online or give them the call, be sure to mention Promo code TAP, that's T-A-P-P, -P, or if you're on the phone, just mention you heard it here on this show, Tap Into the Truth, or you can just say TAP, T-A-P-P, and that will qualify you for an additional $250 on any qualifying purchase. You get $250 of gold or silver, and that's on top of whatever other promotional things they've got going on. So again, that's harvardgoldgroup.com or 844 977 gold now we'll be joined by uh, brandon here in just a few brief moments but right before we do that i did want to mention something and we'll be getting into this a little more in depth in the second hour when ron joins us but if you haven't heard as of right now the u.s border authorities the biden administration they are counting palestinian migrants as quote other nationalities now, this is kind of reasonable on its face. You, you might think it's okay, mostly because there is no state of Palestine, and the Palestinian nationality is a propaganda fiction that was invented back in the 1960s. However, the Palestinians, using air quotes, are a distinct entity now, for better or for worse. And at that point, 
it would be very wise of border authorities to keep track of how many of them are streaming in across our border during the present border free-for-all. Because when the dead bodies are being counted later, somebody just might wonder what exactly happened. All right, I guess that's enough of uh, us being riled up. And like I said, we'll get more in-depth with that particular conversation in the second hour. Meanwhile, it is, in fact, time to welcome Brendan uh, Weikert. He is, of course, the author of the newer book, The Shadow War, Iran's Quest for Supremacy. Uh, Brandon, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, and glad to have you coming back on with us. And uh, before we jump into anything else at all, how are you doing? Well, thank you for having me. I am uh, doing very well. I actually just went on a lovely uh, walk around the neighborhood with my kids to look at the Halloween uh, decorations, and it's a nice 75 degrees and breezy here in Florida. All right. Well, you know, it's not that bad here in Tennessee either. Uh, the only thing I don't like about this time of year, Brennan, is it just gets so dark so fast. It's good for trick-or-treating, I guess, but other than that, I would like a few more daylight hours. Yeah, well, it is going to be getting dark also around the world uh, the longer that Joe Biden remains in the White House and, uh, you know, draining our country of its wealth. And now, uh, as you noted in your previous segment, opening up our borders to anyone who may have a grudge against us. Yeah. yeah, and speaking of which, it's not just a case of the open borders. Uh, several people have been invited into the administration that are of questionable character, Absolutely. some of which uh, U.S. citizens that are uh, unduly and unnecessarily friendly to folks like, I don't know, let's say Iran, for example, and then other <laughs> folks that are just flat-out spies, and, and that's kind of what I wanted to yeah. talk to you about. Ted Cruz came out this past week and was very strong about it. He's far from the only one, but he certainly was one of the more forceful folks. Uh, I understand you've got a lot to say on the topic, too, especially considering uh, the fact that you've spent a lot of time focusing on this very question uh, in regards yeah. to Iran's overall strategy and plans. Yes. Um, so you're right. The Biden administration is apparently overrun with Iranian spies. And I'm not just talking about foreigners trying to gain information on the Biden White House. I'm talking about actual American citizens who have been hired to run the White House's Iran policy and Middle East policy who are actually on the payroll of Iranian intelligence. And that was the story that broke, I think, about a week ago now or earlier this week um, about Bob Malley. Uh, who was the Iran envoy. He was our envoy to Iran, and he was one of the key architects, both of the Obama administration's shameful, in my opinion, nuclear deal with Iran, as well as the point man for the Biden administration's uh, Iran policies. Yeah, yeah I, I really don't think very many people grasp uh, how strong these connections have been and how... Uh, how well they ran through the Obama administration. There were a lot of folks that uh, had direct connections then as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, including and, John Kerry. And, I'm sorry? Including John Kerry as well. Yes. Yeah, it, it is astounding when you really dig into it, but what most people also don't get is how antithetical to the American way of life, uh, American principle and standing 
where the Iranian government is and has been since the Islamic Revolution, enunciation being important on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you're completely correct. In fact, um, in my book, I go through a a history of the kind of ideology that drives the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps and the Iranian uh, Islamic Republic itself. Uh, and what I've determined based on research, and as you know, I have scores of endnotes and, and, and data to back up my claims, um, this is not a regime that is just like any other regime. This is not a regime that seeks to operate as a normal country in a normal international system. This is a revolutionary, uh, uh, revolutionary regime that has a both geopolitical and religious objective in overthrowing the existing system. This is a regime that will brook no compromise, not really at least, uh, with its rivals. It will seek to only employ terrorism and unconventional warfare as a means of weakening the enemy and then being able to push them aside by weakening them with all of these terrorist attacks and threats of nuclear war and cyber attacks. This is not a regime that we can trust or do business with. And the Democrats, for since the rise of the Grand Ayatollah, have wanted to treat the Islamists of Iran like they're just another actor that we can do business with. They have actually sought to elevate the Islamists. In my book, I found evidence that Jimmy Carter, when he was president, he had a falling out with the Shah of Iran, who was our greatest ally in the Middle East until 1979. A revolution broke out that was fomented by the Marxists as well as the Islamists. And part of that falling out that the Carter had with the Shah entailed Carter writing a love letter to the Grand Ayatollah Khomeini, who was in exile in Paris, saying, if you return to Iran and take control, I will support you and help remove the Shah. And that is precisely what happened in 1979. It's the hidden history here. And then from there, we have the Obama administration, another Democrat, trying to do business with Iran, letting them get the nukes with that deal in 2015. And then with the Biden administration, you had Biden destroying the Trump-era Abraham Accords, weakening Saudi Arabia and Israel, while also trying to empower and elevate Iran at both our expense and the expense of our allies in the region. And now in Israel today, we're seeing the horrible fruits of that terrible policy. Yeah, the real issue here, though, is we have a lot of uh, rank-and-file Democrat voters here that really don't understand what's going on when we talk about the Ayatollah and the mullahs in Iran. They they never understood people of actual faith. I mean, they had their own little church, their ideology uh, about uh, man-caused climate change and and, uh, state being the great power. But right. people of faith, they, they've never understood. So they never right. take them at their word. They believe everybody is squishy when it comes to spiritual and theological yeah. things. But the, the brand of Islam that is practiced and believed by the Ayatollah and the mullahs, yeah. they are what uh, a lot of the counter-jihadist uh, groups call Twelvers. They believe yeah, in the exactly. bringing back of the Twelfth Imam. And right. in order to do that, they are committed to the removal of Israel and the United States. These yes. people are not – it's not talking. Yes. It's not virtue signaling. They want to do this for real, yes. and I think that's yes. part of the problem with convincing folks. Sorry. 
No, no, they don't need to apologize. You have the history down pat. That's exactly right. And there's another component here, and that is that the the Shiites of Iran, who are led by that Twelver sect of Shia Islam, the Shiites of Iran are actually the minority in the wider Muslim world. It's the Sunni Arabs and the Sunni Muslims overall who are the dominant group. And going back to the, the death of Muhammad, the Prophet Muhammad, there was a great schism, a split that occurred between the Sunni and the Shiite sides of the Islamic faith. It was basically a secession crisis, and I talk about this in the book. And basically, the Shiites believed the bloodline of Muhammad should become the next replacement for Muhammad upon his death, his grandson. Ultimately, the Sunnis said, no, we don't need that. We need a, a council of, of Islamic scholars to choose the next leader after Muhammad. And that was where the split began. The split began over that. And that actually, that conflict has driven the wider Middle East uh, conflict even more so than any conflict that Iran has had with Israel or the United States. Now, the fact that the United States is a, currently supposedly our Christian power, at least in the eyes of the Shiites in Iran we are, um, and that we have had a lot of influence over the Sunni Arab world, notably the Saudis, that has only compelled Iran to seek greater aggression against the Sunni Arabs, as well as our other partner, Israel. This is all an effort to destroy our allies in order to weaken America's hold on the Middle East, elevating Iran in the process, and also allowing for Iran to bring its other partners, namely China and Russia, and even Turkey to an extent, into the dominant position in the region. Well, uh, let me shift gears a little bit away from what's going on in the Biden administration and how badly they've been infiltrated. Uh, we've had uh, this uptick in uh, hostility. At first, it was verbal. We had uh, a representative of Iran uh, allowed to land here in the States and, and go to the U.N. and openly threaten the United States uh, from the uh, podium. And right. uh, we've had at least 13 attacks uh, over the course of the last two weeks that mm -hmm. it was not directly from Iran, certainly was Iran orchestrated. It's been through some of their proxies. And then right. today we were finding out, or actually the day before, for the folks that are paying close attention, they finally uh, acknowledged that we uh, had a military action against a target in Syria that's commonly used by Iran right. and their proxies. Right. Uh, it feels like this is escalating, and it feels like it's a trigger point uh, yeah. as a result of the terrorist attack uh, that happened uh, back on the 7th. Uh, yeah. It really does seem to me like a, a pivotal point. We can handle this through strength, which they will – uh, they truly understand, uh, they'll respect to a degree, and it'll push them back, or we can be squishy, and this could spin out of control to become a major issue, especially with Iran's new friends that you just mentioned, China being part of that cabal now. Uh, they've had a long-standing relationship with Russia, of course, but uh, right. what is your uh, take on seeing this kind of slow cooking? Uh, is yeah. the Biden administration uh, – handling it well so far, and do you trust that they'll continue if you think they are? No, I, I think the answer to both points about Biden is no. They're not handling it well, and no, I don't believe they will be able to resolve the situation. My book I wrote, I finished the manuscript June of 2021. 
We had long-range edits because I they there were some controversial things that I fought to keep in there about you know the Ayatollah, his parentage, possibly being the son of a British uh, spy. Um, so there were things I fought to keep in there. Um, but I predicted when I finished the manuscript, the first five chapters are about how the third intifada with Israel was coming and how it would not be Hamas doing it. It would be Hamas working for uh, Iran and Hezbollah working for Iran uh, to part of that larger strategic push that I talked about. I warned that it is not going to be Ukraine or even Taiwan that initiates a third world war. It's going to emanate from the Middle East. And we are already, in my opinion, we are already in the beginnings of World War III right now. And the Biden administration will not admit that Iran, first of all, is the cause of all of this. And because they won't admit that, they will not acknowledge that their current policies have failed and had the opposite intended effect. It's actually strengthened Iran and allowed for them to do all these horrible things. And what should be done is the immediate return to the Trump-era Middle East policy, the Abraham Accords linking Israel with the Saudi Arabian and Sunni Arab states to contain Iran while America puts maximum pressure on Iran. But as long as the Biden administration refuses to do that, Iran is going to keep running roughshod over the region through their proxies, Hamas, Hezbollah, Fatah, Islamic Jihad. They're going to keep threatening Israel from Syria as well. And what's going to happen is once the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, is totally enmeshed in a Fallujah-style fight in Gaza with over 100,000 troops entrenched there going door to door, it's going to take months, if not years, to resolve. That is when Hezbollah opens up their second front and they begin launching all of those precision-guided munitions at key Israeli infrastructure. And at that point, the United States is going to have to take military action to cut off Hezbollah from Iran. And if we don't, then the whole region goes up and China and Russia are going to run roughshod over that region and America will be further isolated on the world stage. Yeah. Well, uh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's a way it, out, it, though. All it takes is re- restoring the Trump-era policies. We can do it still, and we can avoid this whole mess. Yeah, And, and that is the key point, but it requires uh, something that many politicians, regardless of the letter at the end of their name, uh, they refuse to do, and that's admit they were wrong and that's that maybe right. the uh, guy before was right. Now, they don't have to admit it publicly. They just have to act right. on it, which means they have to admit it themselves. Uh, That's right. In regards to the Trump era uh, policies and the Abraham Accords in particular, uh, and we saw a movement. Finally, it looked like Saudi Arabia was going to formalize relations with Israel right. and maybe even fully join the Abraham Accords themselves. And now they've uh, they've slipped back. They they pulled back yeah. given the attack. This, to me, seems like a perfect opportunity to put more pressure on Saudi Arabia to join the Accords because they can see exactly that that's what this was designed to do. And by not joining with their potential allies in the region and helping to stabilize, it's only going to continue to make Iran a bigger threat directly to them. And that's a a proxy war they've been fighting. And heaven forbid what happens if Iran uh, starts feeling like they can just move in. It's going to get nasty in a hurry. Why do you think uh, the Saudi leadership decided to pull back? 
Well, it's very simple. The Saudi leadership is afraid of their own people. It's just like in Pakistan. The elite in Saudi Arabia, particularly the current leader, Mohammed bin Salman, very pro-American, very much wants to be close with America, but for a variety of reasons can't get as close as he wants. And now that the Hamas attack, if you look at the Hamas attack, what it was designed to do, you're right. It was three weeks after Netanyahu went to the U.N. and announced this new security arrangement with the Saudis. And three weeks later, Hamas targets the most vulnerable populations in Israel, creating a situation where the Israeli military and the politicians of Israel, they have no choice. They have got to hit back in Gaza, which inherently means at some point innocent people are probably going to get hurt. In Saudi Arabia, the most of the population is not only friendly to Islamists. Remember, al-Qaeda was a Saudi movement. Bin Laden was a Saudi, and most of the 9-11 hijackers were Saudis. Um, so you have a huge radical problem within the uh, Saudi population. Also, within the Saudi population, they're very sympathetic to the so-called plight of the Palestinian people, the Arabs, fellow Arab Muslims, Sunni Arab Muslims. So the government in Saudi Arabia understands right now it can't be seen as getting too close to Israel, otherwise the people might overthrow the government. Now, behind the scenes, though, this is where we need a deft leader, and, tr and Trump was the guy to do this, not Biden. But behind the scenes, the American president and his people should be on the phones with Riyadh and with all of the other Muslim countries, uh, the Sunni Arab states, basically saying, look, Okay, you can't come out publicly and support Israel. Okay, fine. But behind the scenes, you better be continuing the alignment that was started, because that's the only way you're going to be safe. Because if you think the Iranians are just going to leave, the, leave it to the Jews to wipe out them, they're going to wipe out the Jews of Israel, and they're going to turn on all the Sunni Arabs, because they think that you're apostates. They think that you are Muslims who've lost your way, and they're going to kill you as soon as they're going to kill the, the Jews of Israel. So what we should be doing is aligning and working together. And uh, unfortunately, from what I can tell, Biden is genuinely opposed to the Abraham Accords, and he's not really working behind the scenes or in front of the camera to try to keep that coalition going. And that's the only thing that's going to stop us from having to be greater, more greatly involved in the Middle East. Well, Brandon, I hate it because it feels like we just got started, but uh, we're going to have to try and uh, wind things down. And there's so much more uh, on this topic and, and everything that's transgendered to it uh, to delve yeah. into. It feels like we could sit down and have a two-hour conversation and still not cover everything everyone really needs to know, which is another good reason why people should pick up a copy of the new book, uh, The Shadow yeah. War, Iran's Quest for Supremacy. And if they haven't already, they need to go back and get the classic winning space, How America That's Remains right. World Power, and Biohacked, uh, China's Race to Control Life, which is what we were discussing last time you were on. Yep. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago we were having that conversation. <laughs> yeah. And really, no. these two topics really go hand in hand as well but uh, exactly. uh, again, yeah. before i get started again <laughs> i need to give you a chance to let everybody know where they can find the books and find all your work feel free to share any websites and as long as you're inviting people to follow you anywhere on social media feel free to share the handles and the platforms sure sure 
Well, I would normally say go to your, your bookstore, but sadly in the post-COVID era, brick-and-mortar bookstores are harder to find. So if, if you, unless you have one you know about, I would just say go online, Amazon, Target, Walmart, any of those online book retailers. Order my books there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at we the Brandon. Uh, I have the same handle for Truth Social and Getter at we the Brandon. Uh, or you can uh, uh, follow me. I'm a senior editor at 1945.com, and that's if you type that into your your URL. It's www.19 and then you spell out 45. Com. It's a foreign policy and political website, and uh, we're putting out a lot of good content there. So please check it out, not just me, but all the writers at 1945. Okay. All right, Brandon, again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, as always, I appreciate it. Keep up all the good thank work, you. and I look forward to our next opportunity to get together and uh, yes, continue sir. the conversation. You have a good night. You too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was, of course, Brandon Weikert. And again, at these are great books that he's writing, and uh, if you're not visiting the Weikert Report or any of these other formats, uh, you are selling yourself short. It's good stuff. In the meanwhile, I do need to talk to you just a second about our friends over at 4Patriots before we take the uh, mid-hour break. Uh, bottom line, I'm going to keep it short and sweet this time, uh, but uh, please uh, pay close attention to the opportunity here when things go sideways the question is will you be prepared and that's all i'm asking you to do don't be scared don't be caught unaware be prepared a lot of people are concerned that they might have to go for a long time without electricity or even food and that's why i think you can't do any better than to deal with our friends over at fourpatriots.com get yourself some preparedness products that you can use now that could save your life later Bottom line is, I had a conversation with the folks over at Four Patriots, and they have set up a page just for listeners of Tapping to the Truth so that you can see this week's discounts and deals before they go away. You can visit that by going to fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. Again, that's the number four, patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. Don't let yourself not have the things you need. Be prepared. We'll be right back. This is Rachel Ellen Trade from American Center for Democracy, author of The Soros Agenda. You are listening to Think That, Tapping the Truth. Every life we have some trouble But when you worry you make it double Don't worry Be happy Don't worry, be happy now If the Port of Clayton really believes that current U.S. and Canadian officials truly want to help bring an end to the St. Lawrence Seaway strike they need to quickly wake up to reality. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's Pace from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. 
Recently, Port of Cleveland officials sent letters to both the United States and Canadian government bigwigs urging them to help bring a quick resolution to a strike by hundreds of Canadian workers that has halted work along the St. Lawrence Seaway, a major trade route between Montreal, Quebec, and Cleveland and other Great Lakes ports. The shutdown is a matter of grave concern for both the United States and Canadian economies. The Cleveland Port Chairman wrote in a letter that he sent to U.S. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg and Canada's Minister of Labor and Transportation, quote, immediate intervention is imperative to avert escalating economic catastrophes. The Seaway facilitates the movement of about 550,000 metric tons of cargo to and from the port of Cleveland alone. Unfortunately, the strikes popping up in more locations almost daily are designed to literally destroy the United States supply chain and further wipe out real economic growth for both businesses and job seekers in order to bring about chaos one of the main goals of both the Biden administration and the Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau. I'm Ron Edwards. These stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have is that as you work and you grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire, around 65 years old. And the idea of Beanstalks is to simplify that whole process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key, the idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly. But the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueRidgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Introducing Einstock. Drink. Conquer. Repeat. Einstock beer is a globally distributed, award-winning Icelandic craft beer. Einstock is created from the Icelandic water that flows from glaciers through lava fields and delivers some of the purest water on Earth. Knowing that beer is 95% water, we source the first and most vital ingredient from the local springs of a mountain that stands guard over the town of Akiari, just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Einstock beer is crafted with locally sourced ingredients, and the brewery runs from 100% renewable energy sources, geothermal, and hydropower. Einstock has become the number one craft beer and also the number one alcohol export from Iceland. 
Here in the United States, you can find Einstock beer on the shelves at retail chains like ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, Bemmo, Cost Plus World Market, HEB in Texas, Kroger, Publix, Target, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods, just to name a few. So won't you raise a glass and drink, conquer, repeat. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. From all of us here at MyPillow, thanks Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. Hi, this is Tim Rivers from American Gulag Chronicles, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with us through that very brief break. It's time to introduce you a new first-time guest in his first career. He was an IT engineer. He was a Fortune 100 executive, and he was a writer. In 2021, though, something happened that changed his trajectory from being retired. He saw the events of January 6th what the left calls an insurrection, and uh, it just didn't set well with him. So along with Marie uh, Godwin, a J6 mother and activist, they got together and they created a website known as J6 Patriot News. Basically, they're dedicated to making sure that America has up-to-date information available about what's going on in regards to the mistreatment of the political prisoners of the Biden regime. Uh, he then also followed that up by founding the American Gulag Chronicles, and that's what we're here to talk about tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show for the first time, Mr. Tim Rivers. Tim, thank you for joining us tonight. How are you today? I'm doing great, Tim. I, I, this will be easy. I will not forget your name. <laughs> so, this, is, uh, this, this is a strange time in America, don't you agree? Uh, absolutely. It seems like every last thing our founding fathers fought to prevent is in full effect, and we have folks um, 
claiming that uh, they're defending democracy by allowing protesters and rioters to take to the streets and destroy federal court buildings in Seattle and in Portland, but then some folks uh, are allowed into the uh, Capitol building and they kind of roam around. Uh, and just because one or two folks got kind of rowdy and there still seems to be some questions as to what their intentions were and who they were working for, uh, nobody seems interested in answering those questions. Well, it, it seems real strange who's defending democracy and who's trying to protect the republic. Doesn't it now? And, and you know, I kind of say that in the intro to the book. <clears throat> and, and I guess just to explain what the book is, I started um, in election integrity, just like Mike Lindell, just like everybody else, knocking on doors. Hey, were you supposed to be voting? Did you vote by mail? And what I found just horrified me. Um, and when I started working with Telegram, which was what we were using to report our, our, our canvassing efforts, I ran into these people who were already trying to help J6 prisoners, even as early as March and April, who were getting snatched up in these horrific raids. Um, and through that, I decided, okay, I'm going to write one of these guys. There was an encouragement, a, an organization called the PatriotMailProject.com that had been around since the Bundys. Um, and they basically were helping patriots stay in touch with people who were basically America's new political prisoners. Um, and folks would write to them, and they would write back. And so I said, I can't hurt. I'm going to write one of these guys because I feel really strongly. And I got this letter back, Tim. It was a, it was a four-page letter. Sorry, we going to start normal like everybody else. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Rivers. Then it took a hard left turn. This guy's a 22-year Green Beret Special Forces veteran, three bronze stars. He served on five different continents and probably a few more that we can't talk about. He's also, for the last 10 years, been a State Department contractor working for agencies that begin with three letters. Never been arrested, wonderful father of two teenage children, and he has been in prison now for over two and a half years without trial. He sits in the Dallas-Fort uh, Worth medical facility at the moment um, and is awaiting trial, hopefully December, January, but he's been there over 980 days without a trial. And, uh, and this is what got me started um, in American Gulag Chronicles. I started writing more people. They started writing back. I started publishing those letters, Tim, and, and the response was crazy. Uh, all of a sudden, people started sending me their letters. I didn't realize how many people had been writing these guys. They were literally getting tubs of mail of 100, 150 letters a week from all over the world. And, of course, they wrote back. And, and that's what this book is. This is all of their letters. We took 35 of these guys who'd been locked up in the D.C. Gulag and some other really nasty places, and we took their letters and we told their story for a year from September of 2021 through September of 2022. And what you will read in this will first horrify you, but it will educate you because they tell you what happened on January 6th. And this is where tapping into the truth is kind of like, yeah, you need to tap this, because this is where the truth is. It's not that narrative that Fox and Murdoch are pushing. It's not the January 6th Hollywood subcommittee. Why don't you listen to it from the people who experienced it and who were paying the price? And that's what these letters are. Um, and, and the book is 100% of the profits from the book go to... I signed it over to a nonprofit I created, the American Gulag Chronicles. All that money goes to take care of the prisoners and, unfortunately, their families who are suffering in a way that probably most of us just can't comprehend. 
Uh, and so that's what it's about, and that's what the book is about. And, and I'm so, I mean, uh, at this age, I thought I'd be playing golf and puttering in the garden, and, you know, here I am on the front lines of one of the most important fights in, in the country. Um, and I feel blessed. But at the same time, uh, my message to you and from all these guys is, ladies and gentlemen, you don't get off your butt and get involved. You are next. Yeah. I mean, the, the the target here, it's pretty obvious. The, the only qualifier to be considered an enemy of the state, not worthy of due process, not worthy of appropriate medical care in many cases, is just disagree with them. That's all that's required. Uh, it, yeah. it goes beyond shameful. It, it goes beyond banana republic level activity. This is honest to goodness political prisonership for the horrible, terrible, no good crime of liking the other guy and believing that they had pulled shenanigans in the first place, that it, things needed to be looked at closer. Uh, it, it's just it's infuriating to just know some of what happened but uh in the process uh, what would you say uh as far as the stories that you've seen to this point and that you published and maybe even uh some that you haven't been able to publish for one reason or another what is the most shocking to you what what is the one that you think that no american should go without and that every american should demand answers for obviously it's that's the case for all these but is there any one that really stands out for you? Oh, absolutely. It's due process. It is due process. Uh, without due process, the process of justice becomes the punishment. Before you ever get a chance to defend yourself, before you ever get a chance to stand in front of a jury or a judge, you may spend two to three years in jail. They did this to the Bundys. They did this to the people from Arthur Anderson. They did this to the people from Enron, and they fine-tuned it for January 6th. And um, right now I have 1,136, no, 1,186 prisoners. Donald Trump was 1,106, by the way. I was at Mar-a-Lago last night with him, and, um, and I could tell you, he, he looks real good. He doesn't look anything like these guys in the D.C. Gulag look right now. Um, and so I guess our, our concern is I interviewed the guys – from the Proud Boys right after their sentences. And you know what Ethan Nordian, who received 20, uh, some odd, I mean, 17 odd years, he said, you know who I'm meeting in the holding cells to go to the prisons? I'm meeting abortion deniers. I'm an abortion activist. I'm, I'm meeting election deniers. I'm meeting ministers who are being arrested for doing, you know, what ministers are supposed to do. It's, I'm, I'm meeting parents who got uh, angry with their school boards and got arrested for disturbing the pieces. These are the people that your three-letter agencies are looking for. These are the people that they're locking up while they allow 15 million illegal immigrants to invade our country and let BLM and Antifa burn down parts of the country. And yet, if you raise your voice, if you dare to act in concert with any other patriot American, if you dare to show up on the steps of Congress as your Constitution gives you the right to do, and you speak out, you are next. And so what do we do about this, Tim? I mean, you know, you're in the business of educating America. Where do we go from here? Well, uh, we have to keep doing exactly what you've been doing, collecting, documenting, and uh, make sure that every platform that's willing to have it conveys the message. 
because it is still in our hands. Our republic is still salvageable, but we are so far down uh, the road, uh, that slippery slope that they kept warning us about for decades. Uh, we were more than halfway down it before we realized, but we still can turn it around, and it has to start by putting people in positions of authority that actually believe the Constitution is the supreme law of the land, that individual liberties, that the little simple ideas like due process actually matter enough that you don't take shortcuts and you don't try to find your way around it. But you also have to encourage more patriotic Americans to be willing to stand up and do the things that these folks have done because they took a stand. They are the actor. They are the everyday Americans, and they are being treated horribly for it. And unfortunately, sometimes that's what happens when you stand up for what's right. Uh, standing for what's right can be dangerous sometimes. It doesn't have to be in this case. In number, in mass, we outnumber those who want to pull down and destroy this republic. And we can we can do the things necessary to turn it around, but it does take steps, which is why I'm so very happy to be able to talk to you because you're doing exactly the right thing here. Uh, step one, making sure everybody knows exactly what's happening. And you know what? Everybody keeps asking me. You know what the most often question I get when I ask when I talk to somebody about this book or I talk about J6ers? They go, how can I help? I mean, it's just such a big thing. I mean, I can't, I can't make these decisions. I can't save these guys. How can I help? And I go, here's how you do it, folks. Go to lettersfromprison.us, lettersfromprison.us, and start by reading the truth. There's a good place to start. In fact, I'll let you look at the first third of the book for free on the website at j6patriotnews.com or lettersfromprison.us. Read these stories in the very beginning. Look at what the book's about. And then if you really want to help, buy a copy because all the money from the book goes to help these people. And then when you're done with that, Tim, I got this number by memory, 202, 202 folks, 224-3121. That's your House of Representatives, 202-225-3121. Those are your senators. Where is your phone? It should be in your hand right now. Absolutely. All right, Tim, I do appreciate everything. Uh, and I was going to give you an opportunity to remind everybody where to find your work, but I think you've uh, put that out there pretty well. Uh, if there's any other websites you'd like to uh, share, if you invite people to follow you on social media, uh, feel free to share the handles and the platforms and any final thoughts you want to put out there as well. Absolutely. You can find me pretty much all these platforms. I am at Furious Tim. And our, our home base is now on the web at j6patriotnews.com. We are on every single social media platform, and we're growing. And what we ask is go out here, look at these videos. Even more important, listen to the interviews. I do jailhouse interviews. There's over four or five dozen of them out there. Listen to these guys in their voices tell you the story, and then make up your own mind. I think we need the truth, Tim. Uh, you're in the business of purveying truth, and that's what this book is about. And I'm sorry to tell you that I have to write a second one, and it'll be coming out in December covering their second year of incarceration. And these stories are even more heartbreaking because now we take you into the families and through the trials and the sentences and, and basically the, the realization that there will be no justice in D.C. So go to j6patriotnews.com. Grab a copy of the book, lettersfromprison.us. Write a prisoner. That's even more important. PatriotMailProject.com.
There's no way to, to hear these stories and not be activated. Again, Tim, thank you so much for everything you're doing. We need more people taking up the cause. Uh, proud that, uh, that uh, we have the opportunity to speak, and I hope we can talk again soon sometime. In the meanwhile, uh, keep up the good work. Godspeed to you, and uh, let's see if we can't save a few uh, folks from the American Gulag while we're at it. Starbucks, save a patriot. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Tim Rivers. Uh, and do check out the American Gulag Chronicles. Uh, there will be links in the show description, of course. And it, it is absolutely infuriating. And I've got to be careful not to start yelling because, you know, Doug's got headphones on right now. And uh, <laughs> it, it, it could hurt his ears if I do that. So I, I'm going to try to be kind to him. He's he's actually taking them off so I could yell. It would be okay. But I'm not going to. I, I, I want to, though. We almost have forgotten the sheer number of people that are currently incarcerated and have been without trial, without due process. The left has been trying to destroy due process in this country since they realized that it was yet another impediment. Now, they're all for due process when they're the ones getting uh, rolled up, when they're the ones being held accountable, when they're the ones having to go to court, uh, being accused of crimes. They believe in due process then, but they sure as heck don't think that you deserve due process. They don't think I deserve due process, and heaven help us uh, if it was up to these folks. Everybody involved with this show, including probably every person with the exception of maybe one or two that's ever been a, a guest on here, would probably be sitting in a jail cell right beside these folks. The majority, the overwhelming majority of people currently being held are nothing more than American patriots that were trying to stand up for this republic. And the real criminal aspect, well, they're nowhere is to be found, at least not in their little jail cells. All right, uh, real quick, do need to remind you about our friends over at Vanish Holster because here's the thing. Uh, of course, thoughts and prayers going out to our uh, neighbors and friends in Maine, people affected directly by the shooting, uh, the mass shooting that took place. Uh, I'm not going to mention the name of the suspect at this point because I typically don't, but what I will tell you is that before the bodies were cold, again, Democrats were coming out and they were demanding that law-abiding citizens give up their guns. Just give them up. You know, It doesn't matter what your arguments are. It doesn't matter what the Constitution says. In fact, you even had Gavin Newsom out there, uh, the vaunted governor of California, trying to convince people that it's time to rewrite the Constitution to do away with the Second Amendment rights that you have. Well, guess what? We call it the Second Amendment right because that's where it is specifically encoded in the Constitution. But it's not a constitutional right. No, 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 no. It is a God-given right that you have that is protected by the Constitution, that is specifically enumerated in the Constitution so that no one will ever interfere with it. That is the point. Now more than ever, you know that you're going to have to take care of yourself. Even if you're in a community in an area where you have great neighbors that are armed and you have the best police officers ever, 
you can't count on them being able to respond fast enough to deal with the problem you have. You're going to have to be able to protect yourself. doesn't matter if we're concerned about potential terrorists having crossed the border illegally. It doesn't matter if some random person that is a victim of our failed mental health system. It, whatever the reason is. You need to be in a position to defend yourself, your family, your friends, your neighbors, if you are called upon to in that moment. And you need to have every advantage because you're going to be outnumbered and you're going to be dealing with someone of a more vicious mindset. And that's why Vanish Holster is the perfect place to go find your holster because, number one, they're extremely comfortable. In fact, the most comfortable holster on the planet, according to not me, not them, thousands of their customers. Thousands. They say that if you start using Vanish holsters, you'll never stop carrying, and that's a good thing. But beyond that comfort factor, they're also designed to save you money. And in the age of Bidenomics, who can afford not to save money? It works with 99% of semi-automatic handguns. It's designed to carry two additional magazines. It works without a tactical belt. And by golly, it's just great product. Okay? Don't take my word for it, though. Go see for yourself. Visit them at www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Important to use the backslash T-A-P-P because if you do, first of all, it lets them know I sent you. But secondly, uh, the important part for you, it automatically activates a $40 discount on anything you decide to purchase. Uh, that's also a good thing. Also, quick reminder, go now if you've been putting it off and purchase because a price increase is coming and it's going to be – sooner rather than later at this point don't wait around don't miss the opportunity to have some buying power left despite biden's best efforts to completely reduce the power of the U u.s dollar just don't don't fall for it <coughs> www.vnsh.com backslash t-a-p-p and go see for yourself in the meanwhile let's reset the hour let's get some news and let's see if we can't get Ron Edwards on the line uh, all in the next few minutes. Don't go anywhere. It's Friday night, guys. It's Tap Into The Truth. We'll be right back. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. This is Tim Tap, host of Tap Into the Truth that you can hear every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, Liberty Talk FM, ZMA Radio, and the Vera Network.
is Tim Tapp, host of Tap into the Truth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back as we dive headlong into hour number two of tonight's live broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. And thank you so much for being here. No matter where you're listening from, whether you're driving around Columbia, South Carolina, and have WCET-FM tuned in, or if you're listening over at the Last Frequency or the K-Star Talk Radio Network, maybe over at Liberty Talk FM or ZMA Radio, wherever you're listening live, Thank you so much. And you know what? Thank you if you're listening to the show later as a podcast. I appreciate that as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into the next segment where we will be joined by the purveyor of the Edwards Notebook, the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience, great patriot and uh, proud to say my friend ron edwards i do need to talk to you just a little bit about the fact that gold has outperformed the s p 500 and the dow since 1971 i don't think it's a coincidence that that was about the same time the u.s took the dollar off the gold standard and just saying so here's the thing right now you have the u.s government reclassifying gold as a commodity and then all of a sudden the highest amounts of physical gold are held in reserve by the United States in fact all countries around the world all central banks major institutions even the International Monetary Fund own substantial gold holdings so my question to you is a simple one if all the entities that control fiat currency have physical gold shouldn't you seems like a fair question to me and guess what in days like these doing business with like-minded individuals is about the only people that you should be in business with so I'm asking you to uh, visit my new friends over at Harvard Gold Group they are the premier conservative gold company and whether you're looking to protect your retirement accounts or have physical gold in hand, all you have to do is give Harvard Gold Group a call. You can do that at 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653. Just be sure to mention promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, uh, to whoever answers that call. Or you can take the online shortcut. You can just go to harvardgoldgroup.com. Again, be sure to use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, when you get to that point. The reason you want to do that is regardless to whether or not you want physical gold uh, delivered to your home or if you want that IRA retirement account backed by gold, you've got the option to get an additional $250 free of gold or silver on a qualifying purchase. And so you got to give them a call to find out what qualifies. And that's on top of whatever else is going on. And they have a, a deal over there that could open up the door to $15,000 of gold and silver. Just give them a call. I, I just received some gold and a little bit of silver from them just the other day. The service was great. It was phenomenal. Again, uh, if you don't want to give them a call, 
visit them at harvardgoldgroup.com. That works just as well. Just check them out. Get your free retirement planning uh, guide. Uh, They're a great program. All right, enough of that business. Let's get to the topic because I know by now Ron is ripping, roaring, and ready to go. So let's welcome back to the show Mr. Ron Edwards. Ron, thank you so much for coming back. It's always a pleasure to get to have you on. How are you doing this evening, my friend? Me personally, doing pretty well. It's not what I can say for our country. But anyway, it's it's an honor to be back with you, Tim, and uh, thanks so much for uh, having me back. Well, you know, I do love having you on. Uh, the listeners love uh, hearing that extra li- because a lot of my listeners are listening to the Ron Edwards ex- American Experience, so they like the extra time with you as well. So we like to do it uh, for as frequently as we can. Let's jump right in. I- I've got three topics primarily that I wanted to talk to you uh, about tonight. And I figure we'll start with the easiest one. Uh, we should be able to wrap up your thoughts here pretty quickly. It seems the GOP finally decided who they wanted to be Speaker of the House. Uh, first of all, your thoughts on how all this played out. And then secondly, since we haven't had a chance to talk since it happened, uh, what do you think about the new Speaker? I like him. I think he's a good man. Uh, so far, I only disagree with him on one subject. He thinks that we should continue to give aid to Ukraine. But other than that, I like the man. Uh, I think he's going to be very good. And uh, a lot of Republicans did not want him. But one good thing happened is that the American people, by the hundreds of thousands and possibly millions, bombarded their representatives. Um, And so this is what happened because, you know, many of them were threatened with being primaried out, et cetera, et cetera. And so they wanted to cling to cling on to power. So uh, they just decided to do the right thing. And they united and around a good man. I think he's better than what Jordan would have been, because while Jordan knows just as much, I think based upon his history, he will get more done than than Jordan would. Jordan is kind of like a Trey Gowdy point two. Um, whereas uh, this guy, Mr. Mike Johnson, he's a good man. I I really believe that. I was very impressed when I saw him praying there in Congress. And uh, he's open about his his faith. And uh, according to a lot of reports, even on both sides of the aisle, they actually like the guy, even though they may hate his his pro-Americanism on the Democrat side. They like him personally, and uh, they know where he stands. And so... um, I think it's a good thing, sir. I think this is an example that God allowed to happen to to show us that what can happen when we come together and come together strongly in big numbers. Right. Yeah, I I have to admit, I I like the choice, too. I like the fact that he's not one of the previous grandstanders that we've seen in front of television cameras and microphones a million times. He's been a behind-the-scenes guy. He's not quite as experienced uh, the term they want to use to me that just means he hasn't had a chance to get uh, sucked into the swamp as much as the others yet and uh, I I do like the idea of Jim Jordan now getting to return to all of the committees he was working on because I think he's been doing good work on the committees Uh, I do tend to think your assessment about him being kind of a Trey Gowdy-esque big talker uh, little action kind of deal is a fair assessment, 
but I do think at least recently he's been doing good work. The problem yes. is the work he's doing is informing the American people, not getting any accountability established. So that leaves you and me to do the heavy lifting for what he's doing, making sure that our listeners know what that is. But, uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. The, my only concern uh, is I don't know how good he's going to be at fundraising, which is a big part of the speaker's job. And I, it seems like right now the Republican Party, the GOP, when it comes to the House of Representatives, has kind of slid into that area where it's almost like trying to herd cats because uh, there's not necessarily huge numbers in some of the smaller factions, but those smaller factions are really loud, and they're saying a lot of things that the American people uh, are really backing. Uh, so I'm curious to see how this plays after the honeymoon period's over, but I am cautiously optimistic. Uh, uh, any bounce back on any of that you want to throw out, sir? Um, there's not much I can disagree with you on. Uh, the other thing about him, he owes no one nothing. He's not tied to any lobbyists uh, or any special interest groups. He has a, a, a squeaky clean record in that regard as well. And so um, he's been operating so far uh, according to principles, and he uh, openly shares the fact that he operates according to biblical principles as well as he can. And... Um, that that's man that's all i can ask of you if you're operating according to biblical principles um man that that's uh that says a lot and uh, you can get a lot done and i think god will grant him favor uh there was one gentleman i forget his name i forgot who it was who said that um for the first time uh when he was nominated um, boom, when he officially, when it was announced that he got it and they, they, they hit the gavel or whatever, he said that a feeling came over the, 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 uh, the room like he had never, ever felt before. And that's why I think even the Democrats stood up, you know, he, he got a universal, you know, both sides of the aisle standing ovation. And um, even they were caught up in the moment of what his presence, because of his faith, uh, represents and um, I think God has been waiting to see if, you know if you know if a man will get involved with him again as he was in the beginning of this country and I think we're seeing inklings of that and Mr. Uh, Johnson is one of those inklings yeah I certainly can't disagree and you know another thing that he gets a big thumbs up for me for is when he was talking about the January 6th process and why certain electors shouldn't be counted. You know, he hasn't uh, skidded away from that at all, but he was making solid legal arguments that uh, the Democrats just want to ignore. You know, they don't want to discuss why he was, they just want to try and paint him as a Trumpist, uh, a, uh, a, an insurrectionist and all this bad stuff, which is, it wouldn't have mattered who was selected. They would instantly be doing this anyway. But I think that it actually works very well for the GOP if that's the Democrats' uh, point of attack, because it's, most America is over the January 6th business to the point that they don't want to hear about it anymore, which is why 
we have to make sure we continue to hammer the point home about the folks that are still being held as political prisoners in the freaking American gulags for the horrible, terrible, no good crime of speaking up and disagreeing with the Democrats or even worse than that, being willing to stand up and say, we're not going to let you just steal an election. Uh, so just let them keep that. Just I don't think it's going to win the way they do. Uh, fabulous point. All right, uh, sir. Uh, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, obviously, uh, we haven't had a chance to talk uh, about the situation in Israel. Uh, we both, I'm sure, I've listened to some of your shows, and uh, I know that I share a lot of the sentiment. We both knew that instantly the Democrats were going to try to blame uh, Israel for everything. We knew they were going to uh, stand up and find reasons to to not support Israel. And uh, Joe Biden actually kind of surprised me. He figured this is actually a chance to sneak more money to Ukraine uh, under the guise of trying to help defend our neighbor. This is spiraling out of control, though, uh, in regards to the squishiness that Joe Biden has been demonstrating. Uh, I really, really don't like the fact that since Afghanistan, the world's been a much less safe place, not only for Americans anywhere around the world, but for all of our allies. They all know it. They can't count on America to be strong or to do the right thing. And even though some of the messaging has been good, they undo almost all of it almost instantly. What do you see happening moving forward from this point where we have Iran threatening America from the UN, where we have bombing raids being uh, uh, executed by U.S military in targets in Syria, and we continue to see Israel uptick their physical presence in Gaza. Uh, are we going to be able to contain this, or is that even a possibility at this point? Your thoughts? Well, there is a possibility that uh, we and Israel, primarily Israel, can win this situation. I really believe that. Uh, when you face the Muslims head-on, and it's a fight, mano a mano, nation to nation, and out and out, just open fight. Whomever's fighting them wins, and the Muslims usually will lose. Um, but it, but but here's here's the thing: that Syrian attack that the United States made would have been a great thing, in my opinion. However, there's one big heap of problem. Those were empty buildings. It was bull capital S with a hit. And the Biden administration trying to look good because they're dumb, dumb, they're dumb backsides. They didn't realize that some of us uh, would be able to get information and understanding that that was just bang. They were banging up, banging down uh, empty ammo storage facilities. I'm like, what? Because at first when I heard that, you know, they, I thought that they blew up maybe where they, uh, they were housing the drones or whatever or got those people or whatever like Trump did when he went to Syria and he whispered that into uh, uh, into uh, Xi Jinping's ear. I thought maybe, oh, OK, you know, Biden actually accidentally did something good. 
But then, when, you know, because ABC News was making it look like, yes, the United States went into Syria and so-and-so. Yeah, well, not so. You know, it was a waste of uh, bombs, actually. Um, and I do think, again, that uh, we can win. Israel can win. But we have to stop allowing Iran to get money. And we do need some bunker-busting bunker bu- bombs to go ahead and take care of uh, Iran's nuclear facilities. We have to go ahead and uh, watch with glee as Israel takes out the massive tunneling systems. I don't know if you've seen the pictures of these, Tim. These tunneling systems, they're not just all the little dirty, little thin you know, narrow uh, tunnels. Oh, no. Like, for instance, under a major hospital in Gaza, the largest hospital, it is very sophisticated. It looks like a tunneling system that's like a highway system. You'll have three levels and traffic going back and forth. You've got offices and all kinds of stuff in in some of these more sophisticated uh, tunnels. And I'm like, whoa, this is where all that money's going. And then they turn around and say that Israel is starving the Palestinians, whom are are basically the descendants of of the Philistines. Um, And and so it just amazes me how much the American people are missing as far as facts concerning that issue. Um, And when I saw those pictures of um, those tunnels, I was it, 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 it just... We we shouldn't, for instance, remember when they made a ballyhoo about, oh, we're going to freeze the $6 billion? Yeah. Now, on the surface, that sounds good, doesn't it, Tim? It does, until you dig below the surface. <laughs> <laughs> so you know where I'm going. About $70 billion worth of going uh, that they've been earning from because the Biden administration said, OK, you can go ahead while I kiss your backside. You can go ahead and sell your oil. So so what if we took back the six billion or froze it or whatever? They have 70 billion and they're still making the money because they're still still selling the oil. So. But even with that, I'm convinced. That if we take the right attitude we go with God. Israel learns once again to go with God. They will win. But I'm going to tell you something, my friend. You may not want to hear this. But Israel opened herself up to this in, in, in many ways. Do you know that what was going on in Tel Aviv when they parachuted in? Those so-called innocent young people at the concert. That was a satanic uh, concert, sir, literally. And the images and things that they were over there, I don't know if they were worshiping, um, quasi-worshiping, you know, and the music and everything like that. Very evil stuff. And let's not forget, Israel, not New York City, not some other, not Paris or London, but Israel has the largest homosexual parade on the planet every year. In Tel Aviv, then the homosexuals go to where uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was, where and you can if you ever go there, you'll see these those big black stones that rained down upon Sodom and Gomorrah. They go over there 
and do their thing, their unnatural thing in there, and you know, say, hey, take this, God. What's God do? They do this every year by the hundreds of thousands. Um, and recently, I don't know if you're aware of this, Tim, in recent weeks before this bombing, um, Israelites, Jewish people were spitting on Christians who were not bothering them, hitting on them and things like that. And the police had to come and the IDF had to actually protect Christians who were not doing anything, were never starting any fights. The worst thing they were doing is maybe proselytizing or passing out tracts or whatever. But nothing right. physical, nothing nasty. And the Jews have been getting very vocal against Christians in recent weeks. So as much as I love Israel and appreciate her history and all of that, David's throne, the whole the whole nine yards. You know, it's just like the United States. Sometimes you open yourself up to this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it wouldn't be the first time uh, the Jews had lost their way, and they have lost their nation more than once in their history. Uh, I certainly would hope that that's not what occurs in this occasion. Uh, it, it it is a real issue. And you're right. Nobody wants to look at the dark side of it, and it doesn't matter which side you're rooting for. Uh, there's a willful blindness in a lot of cases. But as long as you know exactly what it is that you are representing and what you're standing for, and you go with God, things will work out. And I, that's why I completely agree with you as far as how this can play out. But it's still a matter of do they do the right thing? Politics has entered so much of this, and the rest of the world seems ready to just at the drop of a hat, the first excuse they get, first chance they get to abandon the Jewish people uh, that we have essentially uh, created this nation state for them to return to. And now everybody wants to turn their back because nobody wanted them in their countries. Uh, it's it's complicated and nuanced, and not in the way that Rashida Tlaib would have you believe. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, uh, you do have to decide who you're going to support: uh, the folks that are going to come in and commit these horrible atrocities, or the folks that are going to try to protect their children and their people and have to uh, deal with people that are willing to hide behind their own children as a ploy and as a propaganda state. Now, I would like to comment on those tunnels you were talking about, too. Tell me, would it not be really, really awesome if this wasn't being done by a terrorist organization and we could send some of these subway engineers from our country to go see what they've done because they seem to have a grasp on this that some of our folks just aren't capable of doing. Now, those are <laughs> phenomenally scary. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I agree with you. I lo love your question. Um, yeah, I, 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 there's not much I can say. It's, it's hilarious, uh, but sad at the same time. I mean, uh, yeah, we, we we have our work cut out for us over here, and um, we need to get back to the basics of uh, of uh, infrastructure, to say the least. Yeah. Well, speaking of having our work cut out for us over here, that's two of the topics that I want to try to preach 
on the other side of our mid-hour break that we're going to kind of ease into here uh, right now. So if you'll stay with us, Ron, we will come back on the other side of the break and continue the conversation. But before we go, I do need to tell you that you must, must be self-sufficient. Otherwise, you can't enjoy the blessings of individual liberty. Now, a lot of you out there are concerned right now that you might have to go for a long time without electricity or without food. And that's why I keep telling you about our friends over at Four Patriots. It is time for you to ease on over to their website and get yourself preparedness products that you can use now and that can save your life later. My favorite is my... uh, uh, power sidekick it's phenomenal uh, the food is absolutely great it's delicious tasting it's designed to last for up to 25 years but if you've got folks in the house like i do uh, you're lucky to keep it 25 weeks i can't keep the girls out of it <laughs> i just got some more in the other day i dug in the uh, control room and saying two weeks two weeks is the max of his house uh They've got a ton of other great stuff as well. Bottom line is smart people are finding for Patriots on their own. But as a listener of this show, I want to send you there and let you check out everything they have to offer. And guess what? After discussing it with the folks over at Four Patriots, they have set up a special page for listeners of this show. Bottom line is you go to this page, and it will show you all of this week's discounts and deals before they sell out or go away. Now, you might ask, how do you get there? How do you take advantage of this special opportunity for members of the Tap into the Truth audience? Well, that's easy. Go to 4 backslash T-A-P-P. That's it. That's how you got to do. Uh, that's the number four. Don't try to type in uh, four, just the number. The number four patriots.com backslash t-a-p-p that's it go check it out right now those deals a lot of them they go away quick so take advantage of them as quickly as you can do not be one of the people that's not prepared when things go sideways we'll be right back I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. Destructive Democrats continue to wreak havoc throughout our republic, especially in cities that not long ago were symbols of success and beautiful places to live. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Democrats wanted desperately to destroy all of America the same way they first destroyed prosperous, well-manicured black American neighborhoods such as Black Bottom and Paradise Valley in Detroit and the famous Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. 
In more recent years, Democrats understood they could no longer physically attack people in places they did not want to see to prosper. So they took over government schools and inner city churches. And by doing so, good moral standards, common decency, the traditional intact family and patriotism were replaced by the demonic philosophy of Marxism and hatred of that which is good and doing away with societal stability. But one of the extreme leftists did not understand or realize is that not all of us are willing to lie down and allow them to completely destroy our republic. If destruction is what they want, then they should be the only ones to eat the fruit of their wicked desires, while the rest of us, through providential guidance, restore and build a much greater nation than ever before. I'm Ron Edwards. The second goal is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. With an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year, there have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented and proven. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about because you want the best. Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueRidgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. In just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named Top Six in the World in Forbes. While also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. Hey, Jared, what's up? Well, my company gave me this Pride T-shirt. They say i got to wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing, and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yeah, I hear you. I'm Andrew Krabschett, CEO of RedBalloon.Work. America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on Red Balloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at redballoon.work. I'm Andrew Krabschett. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschett from redballoon.work. Check us out today. 
Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. This is Matt Fitzgibbons. This is Amy Hallam. This is AZ. Sharing the night together. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so very much for staying with us through that very brief break. We are sharing the night together. It is Friday night. We are live. Uh, and, you know, what else could you ask for? Uh, a little bit of respite from all the insanity going on out there where we can talk, you, me, all of our guests. We can share a little truth. You know, the kind that the left is trying to keep us from sharing because they don't want us to know. Because if we know, well, we just might bring back actual running people out of town on a rail, actual tar and feathering. You know, it may not be a bad idea to just go ahead and do it. All right, we got Ron Edwards on the line, and we're going to bring him back on right after I remind you about our friends over at Vanish Holster. Look. Uh, we're going to keep it quick and simple because we got to get back to Ron. But here's the deal. If you've been putting off the purchase of a new holster for your handgun, you got a brand new shiny uh, handgun, you're really digging it, it's semi-automatic, guess what? Vanish is your, they're the way to go, period. They're the most comfortable, not my words, not their words, thousands of their customers' words, and they're designed to save you money. They're designed to work without a tactical belt. They'll let you carry two additional magazines. They work with 99% of semi-automatic handguns out there. So how could you not see this as a great opportunity? The problem here is, though, like a lot of companies, Bidenomics has been hard on them. They are going to have to have a price increase before the end of the year. They want you to know that because they want you to be able to take advantage of the sales price now while your dollars still can buy a little bit more. So just go to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Very important to include the backslash T-A-P-P for two reasons. Number one, it does let them know that I sent you. But number two, it automatically activates for you a $40 discount in the event that you make a purchase. Now, why would you not want to take advantage of that? All right www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Go do it right now. You could have it on its way to you before the end of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome back Ron Edwards. Ron, again, thank you so much for joining us. Before we delve into a topic, please let everybody know where they can find your work. Simply go to um, the Ron Edwards American Experience Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, and um, you can tune in at kstartalkradio.com and uh, many other networks. Um, my um, website is being rebuilt, so I can't direct you there. But you can follow me on social media. At Getter, for example, you can follow me at Ron E. American Experience. 
And for Truth Social, it's at the Edwards Notebook, numeral one. On Facebook, I've got the Ron Edwards page and also Friends of the Edwards Notebook as well. All right. So with that out of the way, and just in case there's anybody out there that's still not listening to the show, come on, guys. It's the Ron Edwards American Experience. <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's delve back in. I started off today's uh, broadcast with just a, a tiny little monologue because this, there's this big story that I just I'm not seeing anybody cover it. And I know that if anybody else knows about this, it's going to be you. And I figure you are probably ready to light some folks up over it. Right now we have authorities that are currently working on the U.S. border that are counting Palestinian migrants, illegal border crossers, as, quote, other nationalities. Now, like I said at the top of the show, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the whole spill again. This is a reasonable thing to do on its face. Because there is no state of Palestine, and the Palestinian nationality is a propaganda fiction that was invented in the 1960s. However, the Palestinians are a distinct entity now, for better or for worse. And at this point, it would be wise of anyone working the border to keep track of exactly how many of these folks are streaming across our open border – because during this border free-for-all, we know people are coming across that want to do us harm. And when the dead bodies are being counted later, when they're tired of telling us how we should, us being law-abiding citizens, should just give up our guns, somebody just might be wondering exactly what it was that happened. Somebody like you or myself may have to tell the American people the truth about what happened because they're not going to be able to get it from the government. They're not going to be able to get it from uh, the media. Your thoughts on the fact that our government is going out of its way to ignore (laughs) Palestinians crossing our border illegally. Well, I can no longer call it our government. It's the government of those people, by those people, and for those people. And any government that uh, tries to goad you into taking shots that are deadly for many and others are sick uh, will experience early death. That is the same government that is willing to let in our worst enemies because the reason why all this is happening, very simple, Tim, We, the American people, those of us who maintain our belief in God, maintain uh, our belief that America first should be a policy exhibited by all who are in this country, especially those who we vote to represent us. And the reason why this government is against us and they're willing to go by any means necessary to curtail our numbers is because we, after God, we are the last bastion holding the fort against globalism, the cabal, the kind of people like Klaus Schwab, who said recently that he wants to make us all poor and make us like it. Or Billy Gates. How about Billy, Um, who's in in league with our government, who recently said that, well, I'm going to make sure that I force every African to take the jab. These are the kind of people that the majority of our government, I'm afraid, is in league with against us, against our God. 
And so um, the bad, we're, our backs are against the wall, but guess who the wall is? It's our heavenly creator. And if we come out swinging the right way, we can win. Despite as massive and as powerful as the American government still is to this very day. You ain't seen nothing yet. If we the people come together in a solid fashion and in the right manner, according to God's principles, those fools will drop like flies. Well, let me ask you another question, but is related. Should we the people unite and demand that the House of Representatives expel Rashida Tlaib? Oh, heck yeah. Absolutely. Get rid of that twit. And there are others, too. To be honest with you, I would expel that, also expel that knucklehead, that dunderhead that pulled the alarm. Lied about it and today bragged, or was it yesterday, bragged about the fact that, uh, hey, it's going to be erased from his record. It's going to be expunged. So he, he gets no back, no legal backlash of any consequence. But yeah, Talib, and you should hear the things that she says locally. Oh, my God. And because uh, the Muslims run so much in this, this neck of the woods, those I almost said something bad. But, uh, yeah, she's got to go. I think we need to, if you really get into the to, to the methodology of Kevin McCarthy, I, I think he needs to go. Yeah. He's a dirty bastard. Excuse the French, man. He is a dirty, backstabbing individual. He is a sleazy snake. He has stabbed people in the back. He has undermined, up to this point, every true conservative move that was attempted to be made when he was the um, <clears throat> the speaker. He was in league with those garbage mouth Democrats, along with several other rhinos. They were undermining our nation, along with the Democrats. And he's worse, in my opinion, than a Democrat because he knows better. He speaks better about about those principles, but yet his actions, man, are as dirty as Hakeem Jeffries, whom he sidled up to. Remember that? Yeah. Yep, 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 I do. But, you know, back to Rashida Tlaib, though, and you're completely right. I I just I want to spend a little more time talking about what she's done just recently. She's absolutely lost her mind when people continue to call her out on her support of Hamas uh, and her insistence. Even now, she's still insisting that Israel's responsible for the hospital bombing, which we now know didn't actually hit the hospital. It hit the parking lot out front and that there was probably about a dozen people that were killed and injured. That was the extent of it. And we know it was a rocket fired from Gaza by Palestinian forces. So the whole thing has been utterly and totally debunked to the point that even most Democrats are acknowledging and admitting it. And you still have the Hamas caucus that was formerly known as the squad, Uh, attesting to this information, and then she had the gall to call the police on a reporter that was there 
to again discuss what she thought the situation, how it could be improved without violence that didn't end up with Israel being wiped off the face of the map. So at what point, Ron, did, do even Democrats have to acknowledge that anti-Semitism is running wild and there's a few uh, branches that they need to prune from the current uh, party in order to be able to pretend to be uh, who they like to pretend to be because the mask is off right now. They don't give a rat's backside about anybody that doesn't support their agenda. And even then, they only care about those people in so much as how they can help them move forward. And that's it. Uh, should there be an open call? Because they're calling into question the current um, – it's not a formal policy, but at least it seems to be the stand that the Biden administration is taking. Um, they're calling into question everything there and challenging the current setting president. So what does it take to be expelled from the uh, House these days? Well, by the standards being exhibited today, if you're a Democrat, whew, it's, it's, it's very difficult And see, this is where the Republican side, which is the majority, needs to start, you know, continue. They got a little bit of a, you know, they have a few vertebrae there. But in order to get an entire spine, which they need to add on to so that they can go ahead and and really stand up and say, you know, Tlaib's got to go. And they need to press that issue, not just saying she's got to go, but explaining because the American people need all the details like Pablum. They just can't see uh, what's going on and, and come to some logical conclusions. They have to be spoon-fed. We, we understand that now. You know, it gets back to romper room level. We've got to spoon-feed everyone the truth and pile it on, keep feeding them, and eventually good things can happen. But the Republicans have to be patient and be willing to get out the message. They have to improve their mess, their messaging so that they can turn around and get rid of a censure, a, a Tlaib or or get rid of her, drum her out. And um, but until the Republicans. Make an issue beyond just a little bit of lip service, but really make an issue of making an effort. Because here's the thing, and they have to remind the people of what they even say they want. They want Congress to want to, do, to do the right thing. Many people complain about Tlaib. But often without Pablum-level explanation, when they set out to do the right thing, like many cases Trump did, they get backlash from the incurably ignorant masses. So what do Republicans have to do? Start the actions, but they've got to spoon feed the people along the way so that they can continue and not get trumped out. So that they can stay in and get the job done, those who want to actually govern uh, correctly. And we have to get rid. That's why I even said we have to get rid of people like uh, Kevin McCarthy, who was a great underminer. He was closer to Nasty Pelosi than those conservatives in the Republican Party. That's why Nasty Pelosi held on to that uh, cozy back office. Remember that? Yeah. Because that was yeah. Kevin McCarthy. She should have been gone from that office, but he didn't. He, he he was so enamored with her, I guess. Oh, you can stay there, Nasty. I mean, Nancy. 
So, <laughs> you know, we it, it can be done, sir, but they have to be willing to put in the work that it, necessary to get it done. Because I'm going to tell you something. Tlaib is very popular here in her in her district, Dearbornistan. Oh my God, they rule. They rule. They they you know. They dry up churches and oh, it's 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 bad. It's that bad. And so uh, it's going to have to take a it's going to take a massive effort. But I think I see the potential. I see I see a crack in the armor now. And we can do it. They can do it. But <clears throat> will they stand by a guy like uh, Mike Johnson, who believes in methodically doing the right thing, standing on principles? He doesn't. He's not antagonistic. Because he hasn't been attacked yet, right? <laughs> yeah, it it is surprising to me. Uh, again, if you don't live in Michigan, you don't realize that Dearborn has become essentially a no go zone for anybody that's not of Palestinian uh, descent, and mm-hmm. uh, you really do have to be concerned that. Yeah, I've made this point so many times on the show. Uh, people are like, well, when she goes and does that, she, she's not being a very good representative. It's like, but technically, she's exactly the representative, the face of the district she's coming from because yes. of how that district works, uh, the people that are living there now. But that doesn't mean that all of a sudden it's okay for you to ignore little things, you know, like the Constitution, uh, <laughs> little things <laughs> like what's right and wrong. Uh, You can bring your personal lived experience all you want, but at the end of the day, you're going to do a job that requires you to support law and order and protect the majority of the American citizenry, not just your hand-picked group of people that you believe have been wronged. And that's where a lot of Democrats go off the rails. Uh, I firmly believe that Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar both should be expelled and never let within a thousand feet of D.C. ever again, a, a super restraining order. And I also think that the remainder of the Hamas squad, uh, <laughs> the Hamas caucus formerly known as the squad, should be censored for their level of support because they've just fallen in line with the exception of, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Eliana? Uh, I can't think of her. Anana. Ah, I'm still not pronouncing it right. Miss Presley. Anyway, uh, she just voted present and has kind of distanced herself. But the rest of the squad have been just, if it's pro-Hamas, if it is pro-terrorism, they have been for it since this uh, begins. And that is not a position that is acceptable for an office holder in the House of Representatives or the Senate or literally any other office in this country, if you can't do the job and uphold the oath, you shouldn't be allowed to have the position. And you make a great point about several Republicans being uh, bluster on the topic and a no-go on the uh, work. We do have a new uh, Speaker of the House. Maybe this can get done, but... What is the likelihood right now? Because even if he tries, and we've only got a few minutes left, Ron, but even if he tries and goes hard, 
is he going to be able to get enough Republicans to go along to finish the job? Because as you pointed out, we got a lot of squishies. We got a lot of rhinos. We got a lot of establishment types that don't want to be seen as picking on a, a person of color or picking on a, a minority or an oppressed people, which is all bovine excrement when it comes to this discussion. <laughs> but yeah, do we know, get it there? It can be done. It, it can be done, and I'll tell you how. If you would have told me when they put Ermer, I think that's his name, Ermer, uh, the George Soros spokesperson as Speaker of the House, and four hours later he, he had to go. The reason why he had to go was because there was so much pressure coming in from the American people. See, this is a twofer here. This is the American people working together with a principled Speaker of the House. Again, well, maybe a threefer. The American people have to pressurize, I mean, put the full court press on their representatives, especially if uh, Mr. Johnson speaks out about this and wants to get something going, which I think he does. Um, and just like they, a lot of those Republicans did not want Johnson. Trust me on that. A lot of them did not want him whatsoever, ever, ever. They were more satisfied with uh, Mr. Ermer because, he, you know, he's a, he's a socialist. I mean, he's a, a Republican socialist. And that's what they, where they wanted to go. A, 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 a Democrat butt kisser. Well, basically, he's a Democrat in, in Republican clothing, and that's it. And so, yes, it can be done. But it's got to be uh, choreographed the same way that it was choreographed with Johnson. The American people were summoned by talk shows all over the country, in including this t my, my talk show. And we urged people like crazy. Go to your representative. We gave out phone numbers. Go to your representative. Call, 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 call. And we have to be vigilant like that for every important issue. When it comes to the border, we have to badger the crap out of them. Badger, 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 badger. Remember, it was so bad, it was about a week ago or so. I forget the exact amount of days. But when some Republicans were complaining and they were even lying, saying, oh, we were threatened. Oh, they're, these MAGAs, these MAGAs are just mobbing us. Oh, my gosh. The harsh complaining. These were Republicans saying this. But you know what? We didn't let up. Nope, nope, nope. And the numbers of Americans and the vitriol. No, well, there actually wasn't much vitriol. Just the steady onslaught of concerned Americans saying, do the right thing. Do the right thing. We want a real conservative in there. We don't want Mr. Ermer. We don't want Scalise because Scalise is a um, he's, he's like Kevin McCarthy. Um, and, and we got pretty much what we asked for. Now, he needs to get off of that Ukraine shtick. And um, and I'm and I'm sure if he's presented with the facts, he's a reasonable guy. He's he is willing to separate the Ukrainian funding from Israel. That's a good thing. So that Ukrainian funding funding can be tied up. But yes, Tim, it can be done. And I have a funny feeling it will be done. You may be pleasantly surprised. Or to be honest with you, I'll be surprised too. But uh, I think it can be done. 
Well, from uh, your lips to God's ear, sir. Uh, we are quickly running out of time. Ron, as always, it has been a great pleasure to get to speak with you. Always love getting to do that. Uh, looking forward to our next get-together, sir. In the meanwhile, Godspeed to you and keep up the great work. Thank you for all that you do. Because you, I, I listen to your pods, your podcast, and man, you, you do uh, wonderful work. And I'm like, dang, his show is almost too good. You make me <laughs> nervous, man. <laughs> well, you know, just doing my part to keep everybody going at their best. Yes, Elevate. you keep me on my toes. Elevation through competition. All there right, if you happen to be listening live on the last frequency, uh, I'd like to remind you that Michael Vera is coming up next, and he'll be live here in just a few minutes. But in the meanwhile, don't take my word for it. Don't take Ron's word for it. You know, go do your own homework. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, Use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Good night, everybody. Using both hands Founders knew the Second Amendment was the final one to keep To hold our other rights intact so we'd never become sheep Stalin, Hitler, Maloney, and Pol Pot They told us things that you never forgot Is using both hands Well, I prefer the freedom Went to the tiny two to three Gives me more than a thousand dollars To protect my family
is using both hands. <laughs> <laughs> 